Le bang bang. Le <laughs> bang. I'm dead. Hey there, welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits. Coming to you from the Recycle Garage in... I can't even think of it. Yeah. Not, not sunny Santa Cruz, California. <laughs> no. Not, not sunny. I'm still wet. Soupy Santa Cruz. Uh, in wet, wet underwear, Santa Cruz, wet California. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey everyone, this is Liza. And it's a good thing that it's raining, because we needed it. Dumping snow, too. Damn. Like four feet up in the series. <laughs> Dang, there's a lot, a lot of rain. But you know what? Um, it doesn't stop people from coming out, and we got a room full of people here. We do. Mm-hmm. I'm fascinated. It's a COVID party. <laughs> it is a COVID We're coughing. It's a super spreader party. We're coughing right week. into each other's mouths. Let's get to who is here in the garage with us. Uh, let's see. Over by the door, it's Douglas. Teaming with a demon. What? Huh? <laughs> Some people like cucumbers pickled. Huh? I have no idea. Also joining us is Raymond. Hey, guys. It's Ray Ray. Also joining us, running the board once again, it's Stumpy John. Coming to you with a hearty ho, ho, ho. <laughs> is, it, is it thick and hearty? Cooling a hoe. It just sounds creepy when he says it. It does. It's will like you, a. It's like a brood. Be my hoe? There's like junk. a brooding malevolence to it. <laughs> of course, and that is the dulcet tones of Miss Emma. Aloha, darlings. I'm ve- aloha. I'm, aloha. I'm very moist. <laughs> hey, that goes with my ho ho. The show show. Ding dong. <laughs> <laughs> you Twinkie. <laughs> Wow. Also on the classy girl couch, it's not. What's up, Bing Bongs? <laughs> How y'all doing? <laughs> I came back ish. I never disappeared, hoes. <laughs> He's the most racist person. In oh, the room. by far. I get blamed for it all the time. It's really not. That's That's not true. More, more bigoted. More bigoted. That's yeah. what's racist. You're more bigoted. I'm more racist. Is uh, that how that works? <laughs> That's not true. Oh, my word. Also joining us. Not in public, anyways. Naked Jim. Hey, yeah, enjoying the rain. Did you come here in a fancy rain suit? I did my zip-up garbage bag from Built. <laughs> That's yeah. $45 you can ever spend. It's a, <laughs> Hell yeah. It's a onesie, non-breathable, chemical plastic rain suit. That's great. You step right into it. <laughs> hey, man, it works. Let's see. Uh, oh, usually I get uh, Raymond's uh, man show, but tonight it's Craig. Yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> You get the man show. Yeah, he's giving. Yeah, the man I know he's show. giving the spread. I got, I got a bunch of man shows here. I am the. They're all, they're all aimed at you. All, every single. It just, it just, it just creates so many questions. But we'll keep moving on. Uh, ooh, the familiar voice. Maybe you haven't heard this in a while. It's Henry. Hi. <laughs> he's, he's, all, he's always turning on the charm for us he's the good looking asian <laughs> yeah that is yeah the exotic oh but we're not done there because we also have joining us on zoom everybody's favorite ginger it's bagel the answer is n plus one Oh, oh no! What do you? Oh, wait, boy. What did you what get you this have? time? Oh, he's been buying again. I know he yes. is. This oh, is it. a very special scooter. <clears throat> this is what I believe is the Vespa, or not, not Vespa, uh, Bajaj Chetok 
four-stroke pre-production model number one. Whoa. Found, found in the attic of San Francisco Scooter Center, which I picked up on my way home from uh, from Santa Cruz last week. Damn. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. You're stoked. Now, we, we don't yes. have a picture right now, but I want to see this thing. Oh, you don't? You can't see me. No, we can't see you. We, you, you, you. Unless you are masquerading as a blue screen, darling. Describe the model again. I can see you, Bagel. Okay, cool. So this is this this is a Bajaj Chetak, Bajaj Chetak four-stroke. This is the first pre-production model that was brought into the U.S. for exhibition purposes only. Whoa! And uh, well, you're it, an exhibitionist. <laughs> Well, uh, well, this this bike has been sitting and gathering dust for uh, for many many years. And uh, Barry is at Scooter Center. Uh, basically, gave it to me. Um, it's been picked clean. Uh, there's there's a lot of parts missing off of it, but it is VIN number zero 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 one. Damn. Oh wow! Gave gave it to you yeah. doesn't mean you stole it, right? Nope. Okay. Nope. He gave it to me fair and square. So by, what you know, year was this? It break it down. Wow! And, um, this was this was made around. I don't know exactly when, but my best guess is this was produced, was produced in two thousand. Damn! Um, it has casting markings that say ninety eight, ninety nine, and two thousand. So that's my best guess is that it was assembled sometime that year and shipped over to the U.S. for uh, basically setting it around to get people's reaction to it before they went uh, mm. into full production <clears throat> with a, a fully homologated U.S. version. And did they ever and, um, do that? Yes. Yep. That's those are the Bajaj four strokes that were sold for about uh, eight uh, eight years or so, I think. That's six, uh, six, or, six years or so. I think it's got the motor in there and everything. It's just that the badges been debadged. I see that there's just holes in the frame and right. Well, it it had a, a a horn casting sort of plastic cover over the front before, so that part is missing. Um, the horn <laughs> itself is missing. The headlights missing. Uh, this isn't the original cover on the headset. Uh, the levers are gone. Uh, some of the wiring's been cut. Uh, seats missing. Rear rack uh, and tire, spare tire is missing. Mm-hmm. So yes, yeah, so there's a lot of parts that have been picked off of it over the years. But the engine is all there. Um, it should run, <clears throat> and it's it's uh, it has a lot of little differences between that and the production model, uh, which is very interesting uh, to see. And also joining us <laughs> is Breaking Away Matt. Hey yo! Yeah, sorry, sorry to cut you short, big, but we still had more introductions. No worries. <laughs> and we have some more misfits showing up. I think a lot of this has kind of carried over the excitement from last week. Yeah, wasn't it great? Uh, well, ask people who were in the audience. Raymond, uh, it was did you have fun? Also. Oh yeah, it was a blast. I get to call you the big gay in public. Like <laughs> my favorite thing. <laughs> Yeah, so that was a bold comment. <laughs> it's true. It's it, like she's tall, man. She's got <laughs> a ten-inch reach advantage on hey. most people. It's true. Charlie, you're joining us. Just you. Yeah. Great. Come on in. Take the center Mike seat. On what? Is Micah still in Hawaii? And no, no, she's not. Charlie, you're here. Yes. Hi. Hi. It's wet outside. <laughs> Yeah, we 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 fessed up. <laughs> this whole <laughs> yeah. sunny Cali- sunny Santa Cruz thing is just no. It's, it's sunny. It's sunny. Wink, wink. <laughs> hey, it, no, it's, it was it's sunny, sunny. It's sunny up above the clouds. It was sunny for part of today. That's true. Yeah, when when nice. Doug showed up to be the only one to actually do any work today. Yep. Fuck y'all. <laughs> Did you paint the other side <laughs> of the frame? I showed up I and found... it was story time. <laughs> I found some bolts. 
Yeah, Nock yeah. was digging through the drawers like a little squirrel. I know. We and there was a squirrel today too. <laughs> Literal squirrel. <clears throat> squirrel kept trying to come in the garage. We were throwing bear nuts at it. Didn't work. Yeah, he showed up like every five minutes. <laughs> I know. Well, how's but, that going to discourage him? I know if you're throwing beer nuts oh, no. at him, he's like, I'm. Gonna then the cat showed up. Oh, yeah, oh. yeah. The cat showed up, and then it got exciting because we couldn't get the two close enough together. To, uh, yeah, but we tried. Um, <laughs> we trying to start fights. like a fucking fight. We <laughs> yeah, were trying basically. to do something. Yeah, it, it's a rainy day. We got to have some sort of excitement. <laughs> Not a muddy um, knife fight, but that's okay. <laughs> but I want to give a big thanks to everybody who showed up last week to our you know 500th episode extravaganza. We had a great time. Stump stand people, yay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stump showed up. Oh, you know what? <clears throat> and that was a thing. What do you do when you have a group of people uh, and it's raining? And it was raining for a lot of time. Charlie, thank you um, for taking care of everyone on Friday. We just kind of threw together an impromptu ride. All three of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you did all the things. You took them... Uh, through the Santa Cruz Mountains, got some Coralita sausage. Yeah, I uh, saw those photos. It was good, man. Did uh, some dirt up on uh, Summit Summit Road, and yeah. then made it down to Emma's shop to visit her. Yep. It, yep. Was, it was a little bit of a fantasy camp. Yeah, they had a good time. No one like dropped their bike. Uh, dropped we, my bike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah. Puppy. And yeah. I am never happier than when I'm hosting guests at Motortown. And you know, the one person here who hasn't been is Raymond. Oh, Yeah, what the fuck? I know, I know. I'll be <laughs> lashed after the, the end of the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> lashed. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Friday um, did a ride, and then we met for dinner. Where did we go Friday? The taqueria. The taqueria. Oh, yes. Is that tequila slushy night? Tequila, tacos, and tequila. She was good. Dude, those guys hooked us up with that space. <laughs> yeah, man. big thanks to cool the event. Taqueria next door and Alex, who owns it, our neighbor. Uh, What's the name of the Taqueria? De La Hacienda. De yeah. La Hacienda. De La Ha, as oh, we like yeah. to refer to it. We took over the patio, and even after they closed, they just let us stay there and, and hang out. And then Alex was making drinks and bringing them over, which they can't sell from the Taqueria, but he, his house is next door, so he was making <laughs> drinks. And we had a good old time, so big thanks. Well, he was just giving drinks to his friends, which is completely legal. There's no money involved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so if That's you guys awesome. come down and visit the garage, uh, grab a couple tacos, you know, and uh, yeah. help, great, help great food. Yeah, uh, and Phil. Phil came in and joined us. Yes. Uh, shout out Phil from Cleveland Moto. He is always uh, fun. So you throw him into any environment, and he'll just wind him up and let him go, basically. <laughs> That's how that works. Um <clears throat> And then uh, Saturday, it was raining, and uh, Jim was uh, Jim and Matt were scheduled to take everyone for a ride through the through the hills. And to your credit, you guys showed up and you were ready. Uh, but at one point, Jim had said, "It's really going to be raining. I'm not. Sh- I don't think we should. You know, we should do the ride. Maybe we should cancel it." And I'm like. We can't. There's so many people commenting on how badass we are for hosting a ride in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> so we so we did a ride in the rain. Right. So it was interesting. <laughs> well, and here's what what backfired. I said, "All right, here's my plan, Jim. We're gonna try and deter them. Uh, we're gonna try and 
uh, make a better offer, see if they want to do something else. So I said, I'm going to send uh, Emma and Phil down to the arcade at the boardwalk, which is always fun. Right. To play and, and see if they'd rather go there instead. Because, yeah, I mean, the arcade's inside and they got mm-hmm. plenty of, you know, they got laser tag and motorcycle, motorcycle riding games. Yeah. You know. and beer. Yeah, ski ball. And uh, so they, they all, everyone showed up, like a bunch of people showed up for the ride in the morning. I'm like, well, so you can go for a ride or let's go down to the boardwalk and play, right? Mm. Oh, let's, we'd rather do the ride. I'm like, okay. Jim, I got a backup plan. <laughs> I, I, so I announced to the group, hey, guys, since it's raining, uh, it's not really a good idea to go up into the hills where it's wet leaves and stuff. So we're going to make it a shorter ride around town. But we think this is a great opportunity for a naked ride. And their response? It was mixed. It was cool. Mixed. All right. Were cool. Some people were like, if it's naked, I'm not doing it. Because it was kind of cool and rainy. I mean, it was not the best uh, it was good naked ride weather, but not impromptu for some people. Uh, so then I was like, well, <laughs> shit, they're, they're doing a ride. So thank you to Matt and Jim for taking people around and showing them a good time. There were people who were disappointed it wasn't actually a naked ride. Yeah. <laughs> I was not one of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My question to you, though, Matt, is um, that the naked ride, the official sanctioned naked ride is coming up in mid-January. Will you be joining us? What date is that? I think I'm out of town that day. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're washing your hair that day. day. Oh, boo. No, don't tell him, Doug. Don't tell him. (laughs) Okay. Jim's giving me hand signals over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all right. (laughs) (laughs) Just say yes. Just give in. Uh, Matt, are you going to be here on uh, Saturday the 14th? I will. Oh, that's too bad because I think it's twenty first, isn't? That's right. Yes, there you go. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm out of town that one. Oh dear. Oh boo. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, it ended up being a fun ride, though. Yeah. So you uh, want to give a little oh, briefing just, was, on that? It was the classic Westcliff ride. So, um, and and I think it was the right decision. Not that it, I mean, you know, all of us ride in the rain. It's not that big of a deal. But with the the rain that we got, especially the afternoon, if you remember it dumped that afternoon yeah. when we'd been coming down there's always going to be things on the road like mud and leaves and maybe limbs that you know it really doesn't matter how good you are you're going to be proper fun you come around and turn at 35 and there's mud across the road and overturned cars uh, carnage it's so it's just season, you know it's yeah. like people are yeah. had to have a good time so um i think we could have done it but do you really want to do it what well, you so know so we did a westcliff right right great and it, it seems that lately in california you know you get the storm come in and it's always accompanied by high winds mm-hmm. so there's always like branches and god knows what in the road things. so yeah things yes yeah, so we went down to uh, natural bridges had a group yeah. picture hung out for like 20 minutes and and then went to the wrigley building and saw what was in yeah, there that's it was kind a, of a good detour that's our little ace up the sleeve i took phil there to kill time the day before and that's what made me think about it yeah. um it's just a, a mixed use building in town that used to be a factory yeah the old gum factory yeah that's now a bunch of things art galleries and maker spaces and e-bikes and just all these different people using it but uh, William Al, the owner, and he's been a guest on our show before. He has his collection of of, of really, I think they're all uh, Italian bikes. He loves there. Italian bikes, but he likes the really obscure stuff. But he had a bike there that Phil was very interested in. Bagel, do you know what that is? Um, 
I forget which one he posted several of them, but there were, I know there were a number of Gootsies that were in there. No, uh, or this was it one, the Laberta? No, this one no? is in your camp. The scooter. Oh, the Lambretta. Apparently it's a Vietnamese copy. Of a, no, no, it's not a copy. It, it's probably an Vietnamese original Italian uh, Lambretta yeah. that that went to Vietnam and got bodged up a bit. <laughs> um, now, I will say, though, this this looked like a, a better one than than a lot of ones that I've seen that that got that same treatment. Um, and on the outside, it looks very, very pretty. But usually the ugly parts are, are hidden on the inside. Mm. Yeah, so... They're just laying around. Well, as cool as I saw Henry nerding out mm-hmm. on all the Motoguzzi stuff. Oh, yeah. Because there are some cool bikes there. Oh, Henry could speak to it more than I think mm-hmm. any of this. Well, there, I mean, yeah. There yeah. Were, there, I mean, there's some cool, there's some really cool bikes I never thought I would see in person, like a Motoguzzi MGS01, which I think is one of the prettiest bikes ever made. And <gasps> is, then, is it an up the butt bike? That is an up the butt oh. bike. Nice. So there's some pretty cool, there's some pretty rare cool Gootsies in the uh, building. So I was having a good time there. And I think he's he's got a couple of uh, Magnis in there as well from Gootsie. So he's got some very, very rare bikes. Yeah, but do you know what his track bike is? Tell me. It's an RC390, isn't it? Yeah, KTM390. Wow, wow. (laughs) Exactly. Hmm. Um, So yeah, from there. So it was a great ride. So we checked out the Wrigley Building. It was raining, of course, and the farmer's market was going on. So we had to, everybody parked on the street. It was pretty, it was pretty cool, though, having like 20 bikes lined up on the curb. Yeah. And it's a good sign. Everybody's watching. You're like, oh, my gosh. And uh, <laughs> so it was fun. It was fun. it was a nice chance just to walk around with people and chat and kind of, you know, just show off part of the town. And, and it's kind of a neat thing. And then, uh, yeah, hop back on the bikes, back down West Cliff. I mean, it's just like it was It was kind of cool, I think, because we talk about our little West Cliff rides. Mm-hmm. And they got to experience like a legit West Cliff ride. So went yeah. down, you know, what, so Natural Bridge is Wrigley Building and then just rolled back uh, back into the garage. And for anyone who doesn't know what a West Cliff is. <laughs> Sorry about that. West Cliff, West Cliff Drive a cliff on the west. runs along the, the west side of Santa Cruz along a cliff. So there's houses on one side and parks. And on the left side, well, depending on which side you're going, on the west side is Pacific Ocean. And it's beautiful. But a it's cliff. Yeah, cliff. And, uh, but it's usually a slow ride, 15 to 20 miles an hour, because people are out sightseeing, which is just fine. Because um, that's the whole idea is just cruise and, and, and check it out. Yeah, Google Maps. West Cliff. <laughs> uh, and then you brought everyone back to the boardwalk well we actually circled around the boardwalk trying to find free parking <laughs> yeah and yeah boardwalk can be a popular place on rainy days because on the inside yeah. they have a huge arcade really a fun place if you're thinking about a place to visit just i mean the boardwalk alone is really cool um but yeah i couldn't find free parking so just loop back around to the garage um and then people kind of just did their thing from there yeah and that's where i had been down there with emma and phil and uh playing with people who came early big group down there like you said <laughs> I yeah know. and then i took off as you brought everyone so that john and i could go start setting up charlie a bunch of people came and helped set up but then emma you and phil were entertaining people yeah you guys were playing the games playing the games doing the laser tag doing the <laughs> motorcycle stuff and just you know hanging out people just enjoy hanging out we if you hang out with motorbike people, it's easy company yeah. because you immediately have something in common. We have this love of motorcycles in common. So conversation never drags. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And it's, it was just a really, really good time. And somebody brought a child. Whenever they have a child, it's always good fun. <laughs> and she, she oh. was great. She was 13 oh. and full of life. When we did the West Cliff ride, I don't know if you led both ways, did you? On the way back, because she was on the back of your bike on the West Cliff ride. Oh, yeah, yeah this was it, yes. And when you guys were leading the ride, I mean, she, I think, was just in high heaven. Like, you guys leading a group of, like, 20 motorcycles down West Cliff. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, just skipping ahead real quick. Uh, shout out to Ryan. JR brought his uh, yeah. granddaughter, Ryan. He's like, is, is this going to be uh, okay to bring a kid? I'm like, sure. Cut to Sunday. He needs to go buy a tire, and he leaves her with us. Within minutes, I had her in a gimp mask. (laughs) 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 And I got photos, and I was going, Grandpa's in trouble. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, Saturday. Oh, and Phil and I got into a hot competition down at the boardwalk. Ski ball? Did I miss this? Yeah, you miss this. Pinball? This is no, Jim. Oh, it was eating. Jim, you know. It has to be eating. No, Jim, you know. I mean, people from here know. No, it was the carousel. Oh, that's the best. I love that carousel. Yeah. And people know because this is one of the few carousels that you grab the ring. Mm. And as you're going around, you have to try and throw it (laughs) at this wall that has a clown. And it has uh, the clown's mouth, which is maybe like six inches wide. And if you get it in there, it lights up and goes bing, bing or something. What, what's it go? It goes bing, bong. Yeah, there it is. Um, <laughs> and so it's Those it's hard. It's not it's not easy. Phil and I both got the ring in once. Did you really? So we were tied. Nice. That's awesome. But not then easy. I noticed that there was still a ring in the dispenser oh. after it stopped. So I jumped off, grabbed one. And threw it and made it in. So technically, I won. Even that's hard to do. Congratulations. Good chucking. So I got a two. I got two. You can't run into the end zone after the game. Like, <laughs> yeah, I won, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> technically, <Yeah>. I won. <laughs> well, but does the game know, end if it ties? Uh, no. So that's kind of fun. Even for adults, <laughs> something like yeah. the carousel is still fun. The carousel is fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then um, we were all, a bunch of us were all setting up. And then, Emma, you continued entertaining people yes you took them to the next stop yes which was um abbott square yes and abbott square is an interesting place it's um one of these spaces in santa cruz it's kind of reclaimed i mean i don't know what it was back in the old days yeah so this is another the cooper house yeah Yeah, yeah. it was was destroyed destroyed in the yeah in the the earthquake but basically you've got this square um, and there's all kinds of restaurants and pubs around the periphery. It's, of it's it. a courtyard between. It's buildings. a courtyard, and they've got sort of tents in the middle and and heaters, so you can so, sort of sit in these open air bars or sit outside. Um, and, and there was quite a group down there on the ground floor. They've opened up all these food kiosks. It's like artisan food kiosks. Well, it's right next to the history museum. I mean, yeah, the, it's the part art of the museum. museum, and so it's just a place you can go, and they have drinks and food and all different types of options and stuff like that and then you can sit out in the courtyard or inside and and it's only a block away from the theater right exactly so that so. was the pre 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 party and the the object being it was keep people away from the theater while you were setting <laughs> yes. up yes yeah, and again, big thanks to everyone who came early to help. I severely underestimated how much uh, help we would need because at first it was just going to be John and I. Well, we'll get the the tech stuff set up, and then his wife will set up the food. No, like there was so much to set up. There was like twelve of us, and we were scrambling to get everything done. People started showing up, and we're like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> put put them to work. Put them to work. 
Uh, yeah. So then you had you kept the party going over there, right. and then brought everyone over to the theater for the show, which I think went off pretty oh, well. Everything mm. went without a hitch, and I think it that's more of a reflection on the quality of our guests as opposed to the quality of us. <laughs> you know, we 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 can be quite well organized, but we can also be a complete rabble. Yeah, and that's um, where Jim uses his line. My finger smells like butt? <laughs> <laughs> what line? Uh, oh, yeah, we're motorcycles and misfits, not motorcycles and people who have our shit together. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That needs to be a T-shirt. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the show, show went off. Um, again, pouring rain. Um, so, you know, sorry to those who weren't able to venture down. I know there were people up in the Bay Area and stuff didn't come, but still, we had a really uh, amazingly good turnout considering the pouring rain. And I think everybody had a fun time. Emma, you gave away things. I gave away many things. <laughs> yeah, and, and here's, <laughs> for those of you in the audience who may not have known, I needed to pee so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was in turmoil. I, 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 I noticed other people were like getting up and running away, but I'm like, oh, I need to be so bad. And I got a text on my phone. I just happened to look down because I was checking the time, and it said, "Help! We're trying to get in, and mm. no one's, and the door is locked." Mm. So I'm like, I need to run out to the lobby real quick. Is my excuse? Yeah, I was wondering well, why you had to do that. And then like, <laughs> <laughs> I ran out to the lobby. I literally just thrust open the door and said can't talk now <laughs> ran into the ladies room i didn't even close the stall door i just went in there okay great come back and then also here's the other behind the scenes secret that nobody but knock knows mm. knock had a job to do did i do it he didn't do what did i do? oh shit what did i did not do right before you were to come on stage you were supposed to Turn on the wireless mic that was uh, out in the audience for the audience to, to I talk. Had one so that was my job, other man. subtle thing: is while I'm coming back in, I can casually turn on the wireless <laughs> mic and start talking, so I could check it to make sure we're good. That was all subtle, and that's why you're Liza Miller. You got so, the bases covered, yo. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> that was fun. And in the meantime, as I run out, I'm like, Emma, give stuff away. I know I can rely on her to entertain. Yeah, so we we gave lots of stuff away, lots of swag. And we had a lot of little competitions, and um, I can't remember who it was. Was 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 it Jr. who did a wonderful impression of me? I think it was somebody. (laughs) Give it to Beans, darling. Give it to Beans, darling. No, it was absolutely fabulous. It was like it was like listening to myself in a mirror. I want to hear Raymond. His his, uh, come on, best Emma. Come on, Ray Ray. Give us your best Emma. Oh, me? Yeah. Yes. I already have an accent. <laughs> oh, hello, darling. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I have always maintained... I should have won. I have always maintained that Raymond sounds like a Bond villain. <laughs> He's got that perfect <laughs> Bond villain accent. Nice. So, um, we finished the show. Yes. Everything went mostly well, except for Charlie, who got kicked earlier today because of it. What? Yeah. What happened? Charlie. He says my mic got turned off. <laughs> yeah. Oh. About three quarters of the way through, some of the mics had on-off switches. 
That was my mistake. I should have passed out and non-switched mics. And, Strike two for knock. What an idiot. And yeah, Charlie, I think, I was playing. Just, like, just, bumped it or so something. sorry for that. And the mic got turned off. But, you know, at least you could still kind of understand what you're saying. Um, but then we, it didn't end there. We took the party over to the pizza place just on the other side of the parking lot. That was chill. Woodstock Pizza. And got some food and hung out. Yeah, and, uh, and a lot of beer. And yeah, Charlie. Charlie closed the place out with us. <laughs> yeah, like stayed there till about midnight. Yep. Really, they were open till yeah. that late. Yeah, I think they were open yeah, later. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. No one kicked us out. Sweet. Um. Yeah. And then got up the next morning, Sunday morning, to start all over again. Yep. Group breakfast for some of us. Right. At, at the diner, and then open up the garage for an open house. Which yeah. fortunately we had plenty of food and drinks left <laughs> we could put out. <laughs> uh, actually, oh, the, yeah. the weather was great. Little cold, yes. but the weather was clear. And then that's when we did a uh, couple of group rides. Yeah, well, some of you went out on group rides, and uh, some of us brought out the mini bike and set up the obstacle course. And the jump? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There were jumps and teeter totters, and it didn't take long to get out of hand. <laughs> Jumping an electric bike it never does. <laughs> yeah, no. I got to try the surround. Oh, yeah, I know. How are you feeling about that now? Oh, no, no, still. And still you have an order about now, it, right? Oh, yeah. That's I can't. I'm I'm not committing to buying anything with a seat that narrow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, well, you're not going to go long distance with that thing. Just... You have a Super Seventy Three. I do. You're just yes, going to reel man. around on the mountain bike trails at night. That's what you're going to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, another great time hanging out in the garage, and then it didn't end there. <laughs> then we went out for dinner back to Abbott Square mm-hmm. and um, got to hang out with a bunch of people still. And uh, our friend uh, Matt from Utah shared a story with me that mm. um, I hope it's okay for him to for me to share i do do you mind running to my desk and grabbing there's a patch and a coin on my desk that's great uh then i gotta take off yeah 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 you mind grabbing that um uh utah matt he won an award for a prize for longest distance right riding to come come uh, matt showed up on a very very pretty bmw s 1000 xr yes the um really nice superb bike Slightly more sit-up and beg version than the RR. Um, Very powerful bike. And, of course, you know, he'd ridden from Utah. And, you know, he came in with a a story. And he's got some history with us, some of which I remember and some of which you remember, Liza. And it's peculiar that we both remember different parts of his story. Yeah, so as we're sitting there, Charlie was there for this. And, Nock, you were there. Mm -hmm. Um, He was saying, hey, I, I just want... I want to make sure you know how, um, you know, how how great it is what you're doing and, and how much you uh, can impact and affect people's lives. Thanks. Thanks, Doug. See ya. Later, Doug. Later, Doug. Uh, I'm going to pass this around for everyone to see. So he handed me two items. One is a patch. And this is a patch. He's a police officer, and this is from his mm-hmm. department. And the other one is a challenge coin. We'll go this way or that way. Okay. Oh, you got a challenge coin? And a challenge coin, oh, which is cool. really cool. What's a challenge coin? Well, challenge coins are pretty cool. Um, armed forces, uh, a lot of different uh, groups uh, like military and uh, law enforcement, they have challenge coins. There's different codes to challenge coins, but basically 
Uh, you're supposed to have that on you at all times. That is representative of who you are and that group you belong to. And if, say, you're out at a bar and somebody knows that you're part of that group and they challenge you, do you have your coin on you? And if you don't, you have to buy a round of yeah. drinks. <laughs> there's different, there's drinks. different things to challenge coins, but that's an example. Anyway, um, this is why he gifted these to us, which will live here in, in the studio. He said, um, yeah, he goes, about four years ago, I was in a pretty bad accident. He was adventure riding in the Utah desert with a bunch of his buddies, and he's going along this this dirt road, and it had kind of whoopsies, you know? Um, and he comes up over a hill um, thinking it's just another little whoopsies, not realizing that it dropped down and to, I think, to the right. But it dropped down and, and, and to the side, and he kind of got air because he came too fast over it. And as he said, he lawn darted. Ooh. Down to the other side. And Yikes. yeah. And when he's telling me this, and I'm like, I could completely picture it. And I'm like, did you send us a video? I re- like, and he goes, yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, I remember watching this mm. video of a crash and this story. And that then it was like, um, I think his buddies had to get a, a car or a truck out there to get oh, him wow. and load him in, get him to the hospital with his compound fracture oh. and broken back yeah. oh my god and other bits his his leg was wow. oozing apparently and yeah. when they cut his uh, boot off it was uh that was ah. what's holding it together yeah oh man boot full of blood yeah mm-hmm. from the compound fracture mm-hmm. and uh and he said yeah um my wife emailed you guys which I remember. Now, this is mm-hmm. the part. Yeah. I vividly remember that email from his wife. Vividly. And basically, uh, he was in this place, as he described to me, in this place where he didn't know if he was going to ride again, work again, or walk again. Mm. He, he really didn't know. Um, and, uh, I mean, that's a bad place to be. So his wife reached out and said, hey. Yeah, my husband was in an accident. It would mean a lot if, you, if you, know, you gave him a call. And I guess we called him on the air. Does anyone else remember this? Yeah, I vaguely remember that. You yeah. remember that? We called yep. him. We just chatted with him. Yep. He said that call meant so much to him. That was the thing he needed. That was just that little extra energy and support he needed just to kind of get through this. And that it made a huge difference to him. And it was really nice to have somebody to be able to give us that feedback and tell us. And that's why yeah. he's given us uh, this patch and challenge going, which will live here. And I really appreciate, uh, Matt, that uh, if you're listening, that you told us that story. That was great. But it's nice to know that sometimes we're not just total jackasses. Sometimes it means something, you know. Yeah, he's a really cool dude. I follow him on Instagram and he does cool stuff. And it's just a super nice guy, like everybody. But yeah, he was, he's a great guy. Yeah, so we pretty much <laughs> closed out Abbott Square that night. Charlie, you were just looking for somebody to hang out with because Mike was out <laughs> yeah. of town. Yeah. Charlie was in it for the long haul. Yeah, uh, are we going to dinner? Are we going to dinner? You guys doing anything after? <laughs> but there's something that Matt said that kind of uh, made me think. He, he referred to that this weekend as Misfits Fantasy Camp. <laughs> <laughs> and I look back, there's a, a picture that I took of somebody when we were playing with the mini bikes. And, uh, and it, <laughs> yes, 
You know, you know the picture I'm talking about? I know about? the picture. And this, to me, sums it up. Somebody who's like, live in the misfit stream. Um, <laughs> I think it's Eric. Uh, oh, my. That is Eric. And, uh, Emma, do you want to describe what's so, happening in this uh, scene? Eric, Eric, uh, shit, that picture. Eric is, a f- you know, a classic biker-looking guy. He's a big yeah. guy. He's got a beard. Um, can't remember if Eric's got tattoos. However, there is a picture... <laughs> God, there's a picture of Eric riding a mini bike, wearing a motorcycles and misfits T-shirt. Yeah, he's got a pink boa around yeah. his that neck. Is like the pinkest <laughs> pink ever. A pink gimp mask. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and a chrome helmet. And what is he riding? <laughs> the electric, the electric mini bike, <laughs> and having a ball. Oh, absolutely loving every minute of it. And this picture was taken seconds before he did an extremely dangerous teeter-totter jump. (laughs) (laughs) With a gim mask on. With zippers for eyes. Well, but the gim mask is made of leather, and then you have a a three-quarter helmet, so in (laughs) reality, it's a a full-face helmet at that point, right? High protection. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I realized for a lot of uh, listeners and people who show up, that this to them is like, oh, these crazy misfits always doing stuff like this, and nobody dressed him up like this. I mean, he just grab the stuff that's all hanging around the garage. <laughs> but to him, this was living the misfit dream, right? Yep. Having fun. Raymond, we need to get you in that get mask. You'd look good in Anytime. it. Anytime. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> I, I, I was waiting for somebody to ask. You heard it here <laughs> So I po- I, it, it brought up a question, and I, I posed this to everybody. Should we make this a yearly event? Misfits Fantasy Camp. Should we start a rally? <laughs> we should, but I think we're differing on the time of year. I agree. Because you mm. want it to be midwinter. Yes. I think that yeah. may be a mistake. I think of fall. Either fall or spring. We don't have to be high season. We don't have to do it in July. But the obvious choice to me would be late September, early October. I'm or thinking, April, May. Uh, October, November, because there's nothing else going on yep. motorcycling. Maybe, post, uh, I think that would be a good season. choice. And that's when there's not a lot of people down at the boardwalk, but they still had rides open, you right. know, yeah. even on a rainy day. And usually here on the Central Coast, we get a nice Indian <coughs> summer. So the yeah. weather is changeable, but we might actually get really, really good weather. I like the idea of people being able to come here when it's their off season to where they can't ride motorcycles yeah. like right. something they can do so I mean I think October would be as opposed to doing it in the middle of winter I think it'd be a really good bet yeah and um, like I thought well there's a lot of things we could do we could send a group maybe with Emma who want to ride down uh, to Big Sur and stop at Mototown and then we could have another group who maybe go with uh, John and Charlie and go ride you know adventure enduros uh, to Hollister Hills and then do a lap in Hollister Hills Glory and then Road come too. back yeah. that we like doing. And then there could be a group going with like Knock and Jim riding up through the hills, going to Alice's. Like we could split up into smaller groups so they're all, you know, good numbers. And and then we can have one day of like, all right, Sunday morning chariot races in the parking lot, you know, and in front of the police station. <laughs> in front of the police Yeah, yeah no, we could do that. We could do chariot races and then. Split off and do our group rides, and then we could do a big podcast again. 
Yeah, a um, podcast in front of studio audience. Yeah. audience uh, going down to the boardwalk. That was fun. There's so many things we could do. A trip up to um, the Jameson and the Moto Talbot. I mean, there's oh, yeah, there you go. so many different rides and events. We could go do a Moto food tour one day. Laguna Seca. Well, I was was going to say, I mean, I I am so close to Laguna Seca. I'm about a five-minute ride from Laguna Seca. And you can get in any time. You know, you can actually get in. You can't actually get on the track. If you try hard enough. But just seeing Laguna Seca, (laughs) I mean, it's it's an amazing place. So that's something I'm thinking about. Um, You know. uh, Combining with the numbnuts challenge. <laughs> you want to do the numbnuts challenge <laughs> yeah. has to be <laughs> midwinter. Who was the last winner? Speaking of numbnuts, uh, actually, that was, was January last year. Yeah, Matt and um, they were both here. Yeah, it was yeah, uh, Matt and uh, Sam. Matt and Sam. Sam yeah, right. Matt and yeah. Sam. Yeah. yeah, they were they both cheated. here. And I still say they cheated. They, they split they the money. Conspired is what they did. They yeah. split the yeah, prize money. But talking about the prize, dear Antonio was the prize to me. Just stone cold sober, and then just got in- oh Alfredo Alfredo yeah. oh yeah stone cold sober, and then just got incredibly drunk in about five minutes. <laughs> Wandered <laughs> off down the street looking for somebody to fight yeah. in the middle of the night. <laughs> also, going back to doing our little Misfits Fantasy Camp parking lot burlesque show. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like Henry, Henry, yeah. Like well, here's another thing you could do, and based on uh, conversations I have with people, is make an appointment to have a custom seat made at Corbin. Oh yeah, yeah. Visit to the Corbin factory. There's a lot of things. So anyway, I- I'm thinking of throwing that together. Yeah, um, let us know. I'm thinking maybe reaching out to our friend Matt from Breaking Away Adventures to maybe help me put that together. Are you paying you know, we attention? We already have a little spring date. <laughs> we already have a little spring date set. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, that might be a thing. One thing I know for sure, one place we won't be able to go is Death Valley. <laughs> kind of far, isn't Come it? Come on. No, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a little too far. But it wasn't too far for Jim and Matt, who just got back from there. You guys, you want to give us a ride report? Jim, I know you've been working up to this for quite a while, right? Yeah, I'll give it a little preface. Um, so, you know, we've been doing more dirt biking and camping and adventure biking, and uh, and it's a lot of fun, right? We, we all love it. Um, and there's a place on 395, which is the eastern Sierras, the southern part of it, kind of you know, about an hour and a half north of Mojave. And it's very beautiful, beautiful, scenic, uh, mountainous, all that kind of stuff. Um, but it was kind of fun to go with someone like Craig and I last time we went down south of Barstow down mm-hmm. there. It was fun to go with a wingman like Matt and like share the experience with somebody. So um, it was great high desert adventure riding. But I think it'd be more. I, I want to hear what Matt's take on the whole thing was. And <laughs> and this was big bike adventure too. You guys were on your GS. Uh, Matt, is yours twelve fifty? Uh twelve hundred. Twelve hundred. Yeah, the twenty fourteen. And the Africa Twin. Yeah. So Matt, what was your take on it? It was. Um, something we planned uh, pretty fully in terms of what we were going to do over six days between Alabama Hills and Death Valley. And we ended up doing maybe 10% of what we should set out to. It was just <laughs> massive. The, the, uh, just the time to get places and the amount of time we had for daylight, there just, it wasn't enough. And it was just, it was just incredible, incredible riding. But how many guys, how many times would you guys say your lives were in danger? <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I, I between, don't know. Between, between uh, collapsing mines and icy ruts. <laughs> I mean, danger, danger. I don't know. It, inside the mine was a little scary. Definitely. Yeah, the mines are a little freaky. <laughs> you know, something we, we were talking about doing, doing these trips, and we were loaded up, you know, going to camp off the bike and all that stuff. And it was about six or seven hours of a ride just to get to the destination, you know, mm. not to mention riding and everything else. And one thing I think adventure bike riding and camping does it it taps a lot of uh things that you have to be good at not good at but prepared for i'll say is probably a better thing um you know not not only from loading up a bike because i you know i had a whole bunch of gear you know matt was a little Mm -hmm. bit better about packing but i had too much stuff um and then riding a loaded up bike seven hours you know over mountain passes and freeways and all Mm -hmm. that crazy stuff you know temperature changes elevation changes um then getting to your destination offloading everything and then all the variety of riding, you know, that you end up doing. So this area is pretty fascinating. Uh, a lot of people will know it. Most people will because over 400 movies were filmed here. Yeah. The scenery is dramatic. It's high desert that, that goes, basically it's high desert valley that goes both directions. To the east is Death Valley, which kind of Matt alluded to is massive. And to the west is the Sierras, but Mount Whitney more notably. Mm-hmm. So it's a 14,000 foot peak. And That's it just, like the tallest on the continental U.S., right? Is it? I don't know. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's tall, though, dude. Yeah. I'll tell you what. And it just juts dramatically out of the desert. So probably, well, uh, Emma, from your time, the first silent Western was filmed there way back in the day. <laughs> oh, yes. No, I remember. I was one of the senior crew members yes. on that film. Um, but <laughs> everything yeah. from, Me and Buster Keaton. <laughs> from, from that to the Lone Ranger to um, Gunga Den. Yeah, all... Every Western you can imagine film oh, there. Oh, didn't you? Iron Man? So Iron Man, if people remember the scene from Iron Man where he's like, do you want to be feared or do you want to be respected? I think it was the Jericho weapon yeah. that blew up the whole mountain range. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so you could actually camp literally where they Supposed filmed that Afghanistan. movie. Yeah, Supposed <laughs> yeah. To Afghanistan. But it was uh, so dramatically beautiful. The other thing that area is noted for other things um, uh, the mining. So yeah, Matt had checked out a bunch of mines on Google Map. Like these are abandoned mines. Yeah. Um, there, there's no warning signs. There's you know kind of a difficult road to get up to them sometimes, and then just abandoned mines. Um, and then you had Death Valley proper, which is just huge. And you were showing me pictures. So some of the mines were like just small, like you're basically crawling through there, and it's all like collapsing and looks sketched as heck. Well, there's. It's interesting in these mines. There's like 10,000 abandoned mines in California. Yeah, yeah. And so most of them are just open. You can just fall in or or whatever. (laughs) Um, And the the first one we went to was really sketchy. I I think we made it 20 feet in before we ran back out. Do you remember the name (laughs) of it? And then on the map it says old cave mine (laughs) aptly named and there's no there's no like wiki page for it or anything uh but the other one was actually uh on the the bdr southern california bdr movie and you can ride or drive you can drive a full-size truck all the way down to the bottom and back do you know about this right yeah yeah i've done it with sierra nevada did you did you, you went in it yeah how far did you go to the room yeah yeah yeah. oh Oh. shit dude he went you went deep yeah yeah how many people were you with Oh, it was a reasonably large group between like 13 and 14 people, you know. Okay. That's my excuse. That's the Gemini excuse. <laughs> Did you guys do Titus Canyon? It was closed. Uh, uh, that was closed. Yeah. Racetrack was closed. And really with the, with the time we had and, and we decided not to 
not to do a lot of camping and just focus on spending all the daylight hours riding. We just Good call. didn't have the time and yeah. the closures. So yeah, we rode a shitload too. I mean, the first day we explored the Alabama Hills area, um, more or less messing around, but rode all. I mean, like we were riding seven hours a day. And then we did how many miles in Death Valley? Because Death Valley's big, and then you get there, and then you're like, holy shit, it's big <laughs> and dramatic. That was an easy eight-hour day. Yeah. I mean, it was a good four hours there, and then all the different offshoots and stops. And, and we, found, we found an abandoned mine there. There wasn't really much protection from you know falling in there either, and mm. it was pretty cool. And the thing about Death Valley, I think one of the reasons it has that name it's either way too hot or it's way too cold. There's yeah. never just right. Mm-hmm. Well, and Matt had actually a- mapped out the dead German family oh, from not yeah. even that long yeah. ago. Liza, Liza knows that story. Remember, we heard that at uh, yeah. Carrizo from Alex. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, fascinating. So, yeah, there's lots of bones buried out there, and there's some uh, Manson family history out there. Mm-hmm. There's there's weeks and weeks and weeks worth of worth of exploring that we need to go back and, and do, but... Um, the real highlight was was just the amazing riding in the Alabama Hills area, even just away from kind of the normal uh, manicured trails. Just some real fast moving, challenging, rocky, sandy, hmm. a lot of fun. Yeah, in a short time, we had big elevation changes. We went from like thirty five hundred feet to over six thousand feet. You know, probably from fifty three degrees to it was what below freezing when we got up to the snow line. Oh, that's wild. Oh yeah, oh yeah, like twenty eight. <laughs> Yeah, and you're out there. I mean, you're there's you know Lone Pine, the town is not too far away. But when you're out in some of these places, you're out there. Um, so, how challenging was the riding? Were there any bike drops? Yeah, I was. Yeah. I dropped it like about an hour and a half into the very first day. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll tell the story leading up to it. So, I was, Matt was down a, a different uh, trail, and I'm just waiting for him. So, I started practicing J turns. Right, this is mm-hmm. like when you go fast on the bike and then like a little kid you skid and you know do a mm-hmm. turn mm-hmm. and uh, so i was messing around doing that and then um as i saw him coming closer i was trying to turn around and i got i went into some deep sand mm. and i don't did you see me fall over i dude i was like right in front of you yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you waited for me to get back it was pretty good but no the the um even some of the sandy parts where it was pretty coarse sand and um, I didn't feel like we were really couldn't get out of anything. There was one really sloppy, rocky hillside near uh, mine that I was on the wrong road for. But other than that, I thought it was pretty easy. Yeah, and the most manageable. difficult stuff was hill climbing things. And basically, we're trying to get up to a mine. And like mm-hmm. most hill climbers, Craig's great at hill climbs. But like most of them, you know, it's not so bad at the bottom. But as you get further up, it gets more choppy. And and Matt's a better rider than I. And he could get a little bit higher in some places. But it was this thing where if you're on the pegs and you're on the throttle, you're, you're going to pound your way through it. As soon as you sit down, you're fucked. You're just proper. You start bouncing around the rocks and then you lose traction. You know, because we're on big, heavy bikes with pumped up tires and, you know, 50-50 road tires. Um, your feet are on the ground. Yeah, it, hopefully. Hopefully they're on the ground or your findings. But, it, I mean, I had to back a bike down a hill, you know, a little, a little hill, but it took me probably, what, 15, 20 minutes. But it's right. stuff you practice, and you know, like you realize when you're out there, like adventure biking, you know, you gotta, you kind of, you gotta have your shit together. You don't have to be good, but you have to be prepared. Um, and like that time when I, so I fell over in the sand. I realized what happened. It was kind of the cut, you know, through the desert where there's like a, you know, three foot berm to your right. Mm-hmm. So as I fell this way, I kind of wanted to just kind of Superman off a little bit. You know, like how we do, you pop off the bike. <laughs> yeah. But then my my foot ended up pointing backwards Ooh. towards the real real because as I Superman. My leg got up against the berm, and the bike pinned it as it pushed over. Oh. So I could feel 
Ooh. my kind of leg getting twisted. I'm like, I hope this isn't going to be like a spiral fracture. Oh. Like I had that brief oh, moment. Yeah. Where, but the sand was soft and I ended up just laying down and Liza would have loved this because I got pinned under the bike face down. Not right. just my leg, the way I was twisted. <laughs> and like a buckle was hooked. So I couldn't pull it out. So I had to lay there oh. face down on the sand, not moving until Matt came up. Yeah, oh, I know shit. what that feels like. <laughs> How? Well, it sucked more for yeah. Matt than me. I'm sure he's like, holy shit, here we're for two hours and he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that begs an interesting question, Jim, because I know you've been out there a lot on your own. Mm -hmm. What would have happened if Matt hadn't have been there? Oh, yeah. Well, I would eventually got I got out, I think. I think more critically is what if I had had a compound fracture? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Well, which right. could have happened, right? I wore, I had, on your person, though. You know, and I wore my dirt bike boots, thank God, because I still got, I had like a, so a yeah. slight strain out of it. Not a sprain, but it still hurts, swollen, and a, and a crush from the bike. Right. But yeah, it's a good question. You know, but you're not wearing the correct gear, well, but in a case <laughs> like that... The correct gear might not have done you any favors because, as you say, if a buckle gets caught mm -hmm. and gets caught on the bike, I mean, theoretically, you could be trapped under there for Ever. days. Yeah. Riding with a buddy adds an immense level of safety. Right. I, I want to yep. play, play this out. Let's say you were there alone, and let's say it was a compound fracture. Was this your right foot? It was my right foot, yes. Would you have been able to ride out? No. A compound fracture? No. You don't think so? No, no you're, you're pushing a button, and you're pushing the yeah, SOS yeah, yeah. button and well, hoping someone drives by. You also wouldn't be able to pick your the bike coming up. out of your leg. Oh, yeah, picking the bike up. That's... Yeah. You know, and here's right. something to yeah. say. It's funny, like, how the, the adventure bikes challenge you. Everything is hard. Like, when I had to change the rear, the rear tube, mm -hmm. it took two and a half hours, incredibly arduous. Um, just turning a bike around. The, the adventure bikes. I mean, Ray knows. Yeah. You know, you you don't make a hill climb like we would hit these hill climbs and there's super loose shale yeah. and rocks. Oh, and, I hate those. And all of a sudden you lose momentum or you sit down yeah, and then stuck. the tire will start spinning and you're fucked. Well, all of a sudden you got you know, this 500-pound bike on an incline that's nothing but loose shale and rock. Right, and yeah, um, right. But again, if you're prepared and you're thoughtful, you know, you can get out of it. But being with someone's great. Well, no, that's, no. that's the big key right there is going into it like that. The biggest challenge of a trip like that is going with somebody that you're like-minded. You guys have similar skill levels and, and similar planning levels. Like Jim and I have been riding enough together to know what we're getting into. But I was really impressed with how prepared he was for the trip. And I was prepared. And so we were good to go. We, we made sure we got out every day as early as we could, you know, before, you know, sub 30 degrees, ready to go. And by the time we're out there, like 30 minutes, you don't even feel the cold anymore. Mm -hmm. And we had redundancies and, and the garments and the gear and all the safety and tools and everything else. So, mm -hmm. you know, all the what ifs were taken care of, um, you yeah. know, unless we just went down that crevasse. Yeah. And it's nice to have someone to bounce. Like you look at that and you're like, uh, nope. And you look at the other. Yeah, nope. And you you can agree on like, yeah, that's a hard no kind of a thing. Did you guys have hard luggage or soft luggage? Uh, we weren't riding with any luggage, so oh, we really? left the luggage during the day. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, okay. um, yeah, Liza. So I have a question. Um, I asked Jim this earlier, but I want to ask again and see what Matt's opinion. This was a great uh, test of two different bikes, the Africa Twin and the GS. People say that the Africa Twins are maybe a little more dirt-worthy than the GSs, but I wanted to see, since you guys were out there really putting them to test, what did you think? How did how did they compare? I'll, I'll, well, we have video proof of, uh, of, the, of the speed test, right, Jim? 
Oh, that's right. We had a drag race. You what? missed it in Death Valley. Yeah. Oh, I forgot we did about a Death that. Valley dude. Drag race. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll pull it I, up. I think we got to like one fifteen before before I laid off. I don't know. I'm so I'm so in love with my bike. It's a 2014 GS. It's nothing special. It's got almost 100,000 miles on it, and it just rides great. Um, Jim was obviously super capable with his bike, and besides the one kind of dinky fall, like we got through a lot of tough stuff. I mean, they're both they both seem big great bikes. So no uh, no obvious strengths or weaknesses in either that. No, we, we, we both were kept talking about how we both wanted to be on the, a T seven, uh, <laughs> seven hundred, but uh, probably. The but only I mean, real, you know, yeah, six ninety. The only real difference probably. Is but the they're not bringing as they're not bringing as much luggage with you. You may not have as much uh, gas capacity. So you know. I've been on lighter bikes, and the heavier bikes definitely have their challenges, but yeah. I love it. Well, Jim did say that there was one area that he felt that the GS did uh, prove itself to be better. And uh, I, apparently there was a high wind situation. where you Oh, felt, that's right. Yeah, where you felt maybe the GS, because of the weight being lower, was more stable. Because uh, well, I, 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 we, you and I had talked yeah. about it, but I, I we were coming over um, to Hatchby. Uh, I don't know what the name of the pass is, but it's a mountain yeah, pass. Awesome. You got to get over, yeah, to Hatchby, and it was windy as fuck. And this is like a you know a four lane highway, mountain highway with trucks and semis mm-hmm. and trucks carrying trucks, and it was windy. And we were we were going at a pretty good clip. I mean, you know, we were ready to get home, <laughs> and I felt like I was fighting the wind the whole time. I mean, yeah, I had a bunch of luggage on the back of the bike and everything else. It was weighted down, but I was like battling the wind the whole time. And I th- and Matt just seemed to kind of cruise through it a lot more, and I was I was thinking that the BMW is probably just a better all around, you know, I, you know the F twin has a big twenty one inch front wheel and the weight's high, all that kind of stuff, and I think the Beamer just might be a better all around, you know, motorbike. Was it a GS or a GS Adventure, Matt? It's just a regular GS. Okay, but as far as like capability, I, we talked a little bit about because we we're talking about tires and all that mm-hmm. kind of shit, and I, and tell me what you think, Matt. But I think it's the rider, you know the. The better rider you are, just the better rider you are. You know, the other well, stuff doesn't matter quite so much. It's funny because the first day of the trip, you know, the first day we get out there and we're both a little timid, even though we we just rode together the previous weekend. Neither one of us had been in the dirt for a little bit. And it just takes it just takes like a few minutes to really get that feeling back. Yeah. And then the next day you're a little bit better. And the next day you're a little bit better. We were joking around about it by the last day. We were both so comfortable. We were just flying down these trails. I mean, the the confidence level was through the roof. Yeah, yeah. It's a. It was fun, and the riding again was super varied. A lot more varied than I thought. Um, you know, Death Valley I thought was going to be cool. It it totally blew me away and surpassed expect- expectations. So, if you are visiting in this area or you haven't been, you know, through Death Valley, do it. It is huge. It is massive, but the the views were amazing. One of my favorite things, and Matt was great about doing the research on this, we saw the canyon where the pod racing was. So like the desert flats where they race the pod racers in Star Wars, and then the slot canyon and stuff. And you can totally picture it. Um, But Death Valley was, I mean, even if, if you just stay on the pavement, which we did for most of it, what a, it, the roads were super curvy, amazing views. Yeah, Death Valley blew me away. Nice. Well, Craig, you need to get a big bike so you can play with the big boys. I know, he my, does. He doesn't want to get it dirty. <laughs> he has a big bike. He doesn't want to admit it, though. <laughs> we're those all, cast we're all, wheels. We're for that day. I'm going to dent those cast no, wheels. Cast I need wheels spoke wheels. You're going to crack them. I have to You're imagine, though, it, just, to, just to roll it back for a second, I have to imagine that 21-inch front tire, once it gets hairier, 
that Africa Twin has to outperform the Beamer, Beamer when it gets real Under, off-road. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean that's what they say. It's a little more capable in the dirt. Well, in the but sand, I suppose the rider it it does come back to the rider. But I have to imagine. But well, I mean, easier. like Matt was able to go up stuff I wasn't. Like, you know, because Matt's right. a little better. Did, you know, are those wheels spoked on the BMW? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But you know the the GS series is an interesting kettle of fish. Yeah. Um, everybody I know who owns them absolutely adores them. But when you actually look at its capability, as good a bike as it is, it's master of nothing. It's <laughs> just very good at a lot of things, and I think that's yeah. what really makes it such a good bike. You know, on the on Emma and Kat's Alpine Adventure, a lot of people were riding GSs and GSAs. Mm. And every single one of them complained about what a big, heavy bike it was to muscle through the Alpine passes. However, when you're just when you're cruising, it's a superb place to be because it's big and rangy and you know, it just eats. I've always wanted to be very nimble around around the curves. Right, I think a lot of it, but you, I mean, you're quite fit, and I'm not suggesting that people on the on on the uh, trip <laughs> were some weenies. But once, if if you nobody were, would suggest that if you were hustling it through hairpins for like nine hours, I think you'd tire of the weight a little bit, as nimble as it is. I was very very happy with my nine hundred. You know, I was impressed with GS because we got off roading a little bit, got off the uh, you know off the trails and roads, and so we're trying to d- find a way to this quarry, this massive quarry that was out in the middle of nowhere, and we were like just bouncing through some random deserty shit and washes and stuff, and the GS did great, right? Great fucking, but bike. you know, you say it's nimble, man. Do you think it's nimble full stop, or do you think it's nimble for a twelve hundred? That's the question. Mm. You know, because yeah, it, I'm not sure. Yeah, and that you know, that's the real question because it is a big lump of metal. You can yeah. slice it and dice it any way you want, but it's a big bike. It's physically right. a big bike. Um, Some of the smaller then, details make it a little easier, but, right? But then so is the Africa Twin. So so is the Multistrada. All the adventure bikes tend to be that you know, and Triumph Explorers are huge bloody things. So I have a question. Maybe Emma or everyone else could chime in on this. I've really, really been getting moist for the Scrambler 1200. Do you guys oh, think God, Matt, a- Matt and Jim, that oh, would have been a good, a good bike? Huh? It, it doesn't look very comfortable it's, for the long ride. That yeah, might be a problem, huh? I, Just yeah, when cool you, bike, once you not, get to not, Death Valley. No. Right. I think. But I, not getting to. I well, who's going to bring all your stuff for you? Right, That's Jim. The, <laughs> the mule. The mule. <laughs> but I tell you what, every 1200 <laughs> Scrambler I've ridden is like, oh my God, this is a good bike. It just They're says nowhere looking. to put stuff. Well, I think you'd have. I think you'd have mm. to think outside I the mean, box. It's not an adventure bike. If you got well, the pure hotel train, not, though, and an I didn't have to bike. carry. Just wear a really big backpack. No. It's good for jumping barbed wire fences. Uh-huh, that's that's mm-hmm. about it. Well, how tall are they? <laughs> oh, they're tall. Hey, they're very tall. Was, Craig, I got a question for you. 
Are you wearing a heated vest? I am. It has a glowing <laughs> logo that's changing color. Yes. It's very distracting. I've been looking at it like, what? I can't take what? credit. Jim told me to get one when we went to the Mojave, so I did. Yeah, that looks pretty <laughs> cool. Hey, um, I have a I have a game. Now this is this might not be a great game. I, I did a little testing out in the garage. And full disclosure, I dreamed of this game. Oh God. Yes. Wow. I dreamed of this game. It's not really motorcycle related, but it's still it's kind of fun. And I'm gonna try it. So, I've shared a motel room with you and based on your mumblings in the night, I yes. think I know what you dream I'm, of. I'm still and it ain't pretty multitasking at night. And this Direct game, from Liza's subconscious. Yeah, this game is I'm gonna use John and Emma right. in this game. Oh god. So That's um use uh, me and abuse me, darling. John, is your mic uh, on? I don't think it's working. Is it? Yeah, well, let's try. Let's make sure. Right, yeah, I, just, I just did that. Uh, is it working? Test, test. No, test, you're test. not Turn working. It Turn it up. You're not working, Johnny. Test, test. There you oh, go. there you are. You see, you'll come back. Okay. So go. I'm calling this. Uh, I- I'm calling it a, comba- a compatibility test. Knock. You had a different. Ver- uh, vibe check. <laughs> <laughs> vibe check. Um. Here's how this game is going to play. You guys are going to play as a team, and we're going to see how compatible you are and if you think alike. Oh. And I need you, if you get 75% correct, then you are compatible. Can we get married if it works? So here's the thing. I mean, I'm okay with that. So here's the thing. You have to to wash my knickers, though. I will wash your knickers. We want Prina. So here's the thing. And not sell them on eBay or anything. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> auction them for the orphans. Well, you can't get you can't get money for them if they're washed. Okay, this this game, all right, John. You ha- you can't look at Emma. You have to look at me. So you're oh. gonna have to turn. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's much better looking right, at Emma. So here's how it goes. This game is called On or In. That's easy, right? On or In. I have a bunch of words written down here, and I am going to say the word, and then you just need to say On or In. All right. At the okay. same time. At the same time. Okay. All Let right. So when I point down. to you, I want whichever one comes to you first, and it's easy. We're going to start with motorcycle. On. Okay. Car. On. In. Oh, in. Now I get it. <laughs> Sorry, I meant you. On a car? There's no right or wrong. There's no right or wrong answer. We're not judging. Okay. All right. Sorry. Now I understand. Scooter. On. Submarine. In. In. <laughs> Boat on in in oh Ooh. Ooh. canoe in. in okay time on on in <laughs> Matt are you you're playing along but there's a delay so it comes in after it's so funny all right top on, on. oh okay trouble in. in all right train. In. in in train in a train in a train in on a train you run a train you, you ride in a train run a train no you get on a train <laughs> damn <laughs> well, well, all right you, but but you got the same that's yeah. the thing. are you second guessing us no 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 i'm saying most people say on a on a train not well, uh, not in a train but but you guys got it the same you got it the same yes all right <laughs> what kind of train are we talking about all right well, we'll go, all right we're continuing on <laughs> it's a peace train okay anyway. again on or in <laughs> Building. In. 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 Stage. On. 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 (laughs) Killing me, Matt. (laughs) Love. 
in. in. Topic on. on. Ooh. The hunt. In. In. Ooh. One. <laughs> I know, Bagels. Like, now you're <laughs> on the hunt, not in the hunt. It could be either. The move. On. on. Ooh. The groove. In. in. Ooh. Drugs. On. on. <laughs> Fire. On. on. Board. In. in. Wait a minute. Well, inboard. You both said in. Yeah. No, inboard is a thing. There's inboard and outboard. There's inboard. Yeah, it could have gone either way. I wanted to see. You guys are extremely compatible. Yes. You only got two (laughs) wrong out of 20. Well, that means, so that's 90% compatible. Wow. (laughs) You know, well. That's a lope. Yeah. What? No, what are you? Wait a minute. (laughs) Wait, Wait a minute now, John. Yes. Do you, you don't even like cats, though. Ooh, <laughs> Do you? I had something I wasn't going to say there. Though. All right. No, <laughs> no I, everybody knows that I've got three so pussies. It depends on the kind of cat. I'll just no, say but I've got, I've got three pussies, and you just have to put up with them. Okay. I just need one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I don't know. I, for some reason, like I was playing the on or in game in my head. Like, How is it that you're on a boat and in a canoe? It came to you on a dream. You know? And for the record, I do like cats. I'm just allergic to them. Okay, very good. And mm. like things like time. You can be on time or in right. time. In time, yeah. Yeah. So I just thought it was a interesting little game. And funnily enough, when you said train, mm-hmm. I was more like in training mm-hmm. more than on a train. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking ride in a train. Yes. Mm. So, you know. Well, now I want to go to Craig. He doesn't know why I'm looking at him this way. But Don't ask him about a train, I'll tell you that. But <laughs> no, Craig, you sent me an email. A little, your winter activities. Oh, I oh. did. And I wanted our you to winter, fill us in. Our winter newsletter. Winter newsletter. Yes, yes. We put out uh, a newsletter for Pacific Motorcycle Training for all of our former and current and future students. And, uh, yeah, sent it over to Liza. I thought she'd be interested in some of the topics we covered. And one of the main topics that was in the newsletter is preparing your motorcycle for winter. What's that? And winter <laughs> gear. We don't do that. Right, yeah. right. So, But um, our, our brethren up uh, in the Sierras might be doing that a few miles from here. And, uh, yeah, we just talked a little bit about giving some people some tips to stay warm. here. Even here in the Bay Area, sometimes the temperature drops a little bit. So there's a lot of good options because one of the most magnificent things that we have around here is our ability to ride 12 months of the year, which oh, yes. many of the people around the country are not so fortunate to be able to do. So, yeah, we just had some tips in there, some tricks. Uh, about uh, some heated gear, heated gloves, heated vests like I'm wearing and uh, layering up. I know um, Jim commutes quite a bit in some inclement weather as well. Uh, He might have some other tips to add about what helps keep him nice and warm on the bike. Um, But yeah, we just had a, a couple little things with that. And then we also have some upcoming classes that were in the newsletter. We're doing some intermediate riding clinics 
and an advanced riding clinic coming up in January. So those are the next uh, classes for the higher level people. If you haven't taken it, um, you can you can check it out and sign up at PacificMotorcycleTraining.com if you're interested in becoming a, a more skilled and safer rider out there. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank um, you. Yeah, no, I need to I need to check that out. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff in there. But also, I mean, it just brings us back. The other thing, just a reminder to everyone, take more classes. I mean, yeah. take more classes. Um, I mean, Jim... How much are you applying things you learned in Jocelyn Snow's class? Yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah everything. Everything. Yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, Charlie, how much do you apply that you've learned on the track, on the street? None of it. None of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just drag that elbow every turn. <laughs> um, no, yeah, classes are probably one of the you know, best things you can do to prevent crashing and prevent injury and yeah. just make you overall safer rider more skilled i mean it's and if you take a class and you don't learn anything then that's like oh shit like that's worst case scenario i mean yeah and henry have you considered going to stuntman school <laughs> dude he can teach stuntman school he's already achieved status yeah, he needs a cape learn how to fall no so um we all plan- plenty good <laughs> we always tend to put the emphasis on practical training but you should never underestimate the value of theoretical training as well. As a reminder, anybody who signs up for Emma and Kat's Alpine Adventure, included in the fee, is, uh, of course, of the Yamaha Champ U riding school. Oh, what? That's wild. And I defy anyone to take that course and not be a better rider. At the end of it, I That's mean, a, they, a great course. The yeah. Champ U course is great because yeah. it gets into the the actual dynamics of riding, the dynamics of crashing, why we yeah. crash, why we extend ourselves. It's an incredible course. Can I just stay home and watch though. Twist to the Wrist in Italian and kind of do the same thing? <laughs> That's amore. Well, if, you, if you go to Pakistan, you'll learn how to dodge camels, goats, and the, the occasional uh, truck landslides, occasional water. Yeah. Um, I wanted to, uh, I, I know it's early, but I wanted to get to emails because we have so many because there's uh, basically the last two weeks of emails. Yes, a backlog. Bagel, did you get um, an email? Yes. Yeah. Uh, can it, you start with the I one? Now, now you've done it. Now okay. you've done it. <clears throat> oh, now you've done it. <laughs> and, this, and this says, well... Thanks a lot. <clears throat> Due in no small part to your incessant nagging and cajoling, <laughs> I recently redirected a significant chunk of my new bike fund into the Dolomites training tour. <laughs> Damn right you did. Relacing my aging V-Strom will have to wait another year or so. My spouse was no help at all complicitly encouraging my participation. No doubt she's on the motorcycle and misfits payroll and is already burning through all that mad Patreon cash. I highly suspect she has plans for a major bedroom renovation in my absence. So my opinion won't stand in the way of outdated concepts like style and taste. I guess I'll see some of you in Munich come July, whatever. <laughs> okay, seriously, I couldn't be more excited. 
my beleaguered wife is, I'm sure, already tiring of me talking about my impending alpine adventure. Uh-huh. It's true that I had been saving up for the last couple of years for an, anticipa- for an anticipated bike purchase, but when I heard talk of the Dolomites tour, you got my interest. Mm. Listening to post-trip stories from Emma and the others set the hook, and within days, I ponied up, the, the, ponied up my deposit. Luckily, there were still a few spots available. Technically, I haven't secured the time off from work, <laughs> but that's a problem for future me. There's lots of jobs out there now. Man. You're good. <laughs> I'll write. So, I'll write him a sick note. <laughs> so, so now it's time to uncreate my college German textbook, start watching unending YouTube videos of Alpine switchbacks, and figure how I'm going to pack a week's worth of stuff on a BMW. Danke für nichts verlierer, Jeff Kirchman. Nice. Um, best money you've ever spent, Jeff. And the good news is, I'll show you a bedroom renovation in the Alps, mate. That's some more. Gonna replaster the walls. Might there be a dance off, a pants off dance off? I think so. Um, May may I suggest a pertinent (laughs) phrase? Ach du lieber. There's a. What does that mean? Couple of things I want to talk about here is um, when we came up with the idea of this trip. We've had Cat on the show many, many times. And my, I've said to Kat over and over again, Kat, you do the most amazing tours, but they're simply out of reach of um, average motorcyclists. I want you to come up with a, with a trip mm-hmm. that is the cost of a cheap used bike. And he's done it. And that's exactly what it's done. And it's an absolutely great trip. Jeff, this is the best money you've ever spent. You, you, I guarantee you'll have an amazing time. You're going to have a lovely time. But the second thing, and you were quite confused about this, mm-hmm. we're doing two trips this year. What? We're not doing Damn. one. We're actually doing two. So the 9th to the 16th of July is a repeat of the 2022 trip. This is the Misfits training tour through the Dolomites. Um. It's going to be exactly the same as the 2022 trip. We stay at the same hotel for five nights in Italy. And each day you plan your adventure. There's lots of adventures to do. It's an amazing trip. However, there's a second trip. And the second trip's a little more adventurous. This is the uh, Curves and Castles trip. And this is going to go from the 17th through the 23rd. You know what you're going to miss then? What? Oh, vintage days. Vintage motorcycle days. Well, that and, happened last year. And armor races at Laguna Seca. Right. Yeah. But the second trip is really back-to-back from um, the uh, the training tour. So sign up for that one if you've got a little more adventure. Now, say it's a little more adventure. It's still geared to people who've never been outside America before. Okay. Um, we're going to show you everything you need to do to travel on the continent. You can practice your schoolboy or schoolgirl German. We're going <laughs> to be staying in Germany and Austria this time. But the difference, instead of staying at the hotel for five days, it's a new hotel every mm. night. So awesome. you will be packing your shit on the bike as you go. So what I found on the training tour, 
I'd just put my purse and everything I needed in the top case and the, the saddlebags, the panniers, stayed in my motel room for the entire five days. Now, you can't get away from with that on the Curves and Castles tour. Everything's got to come with you all, you know, every day. And all the bikes have panniers on them? Yes. Okay. Every single bike supplied by BMW, even the entry-level bikes, has got a top case and side cases. Top case, I think, is 40 litres, and the side case are 38. Mm. So you won't have any problem packing your gear. But you do need to be smart about it. The people who struggle the most were the couples, because, of course, you're packing for two people, not one. Um, the good news is there is a safe at the hotel in Munich. There's a locker room. So if you think, ah, I really don't need this for the trip, you can leave it in the hotel in Munich. And, of course, that's where we come back to because that's where we return the bikes. So think about which trip you want to be on. They're both on the Leo Escapes um, website. Sign up for one. Sign up for both. Um, I'm going to be on both of them. I'm leaving for Germany on the 9th. And I'm not going to be back for two weeks, so I'm Damn. just going to take a very, very brief break in between trips, catch my breath, and then go straight into the uh, Castles and Curves trip. Ray, Ray, which, which one are you going to go on? No, I'm thinking both, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you know, Kat and myself will be on both, and dear Mouse is going to be on the second trip as well, and she's very excited about Who's that. Mouse? One. Mouse is um, Cat Sweetie. Yeah. And um, she get it, yes. Cat and mouse. That's right. <laughs> um, ah. And, and she, <laughs> she is very, very excited about great. the trip, as she needs to be, and something of the historian as well. So I think we're in for a treat. You can uh, find out more at Leod Escapes, L-E-O-D, escapes.com. Yeah, and you were right; they are both listed there. Right. So that's the Misfits Training Tour. And then curves and castles. All right. All right. I got an email here to read. Um, remember a couple of shows ago, we were talking about separated at birth. Mm. So th I believe that all bikes have a separated birth twin that's a, 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 from the vehicle, a car world, right? Yes. <laughs> right? And so yeah. I had people write in and tell us what they thought their bike's twin yeah, was. Yeah, I think this is a great game. Yeah. So uh, this is our friend Chris Conley. He's called in. Oh, yeah. Chris is regular. Uh, he says, for the question of what car my bikes are related to, here is the list from my fleet. So his 06 Sportster, he says, easy one. It's a 1970 Chevy Nova. They yeah. probably, yeah. They probably yeah. share the same level of technology. Neither are very fast, nor either can handle a corner, and both will run forever. Yep, agreed. <laughs> his 2007 Sportster, he says, a little more difficult for me, as the 2007 does have fuel injection. Um, so, uh, what, I, he didn't give a, a hmm. newer, is there a newer Chevy Nova? <laughs> no, I mean, ooh, 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 Dodge Dart. I was going to no. The new Dodge Dart. No, that's too feeble. Nah, it's like a challenge, like a Dodge Challenger. I was going to say okay. a Charger or a Challenger. Okay. I'll, you know. All right, for his 1996 Heritage Softail. Yes, he says its twin is a 1960s Olds Del Delmont 88 convertible. Both <laughs> yeah. take a while to get up to speed. Neither can turn worth a damn. Both just glide over bumps in the road, and both are fun to drive. For his, pay attention, Matt, who's just left the room. Uh, 2016 BMW GS 1200. He's said, running back. 
He said, this I'm one. Here, I'm here. <laughs> he says, this one is tough since I don't have many miles on this bike. The bike is fast, handles pretty good, can go just about anywhere, and like me, has a weight problem. I had to do some research on this and came up with the Aerial Nomad. What? Oh, yeah. Not a direct comparison yeah. since the Aerial is light and the GS certainly isn't for an off road bike, but it's it like seems to hit the other categories very well. And finally, his 1974 Suzuki GT550. He says uh, the closest thing to this is a 1970 MGB. Mm. No, I agree with that. Uh, both hmm. accelerate. Uh, reasonably well, kind of turned, but our blaster drive. I'd be interested to hear Miss Emma's opinion on this one. Um, and I want to hear, um, uh, and, well, Matt or or Raymond, what do you think a BMW GS twelve hundred? What do you think the? Oh, I'm going to answer this. The and twin I think, in the car world. I think is. Matt. I think um, Matt will go what, and Raymond will go yeah. That makes All sense. Right, let's see. I think it's a Mercedes Benz Unimog. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was thinking the G. What is the GL? The Mercedes, the Geländewagen. Oh yeah, yeah no, yeah, the yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the G wagon, the G spot. Right. No, I think it's a Unimog. I was thinking more of a yeah, Scout. The Unimog will be better off. I would have said like a Ford Raptor. <laughs> so the Unimog's like a like a Land Rover, um, well, the but big. a, a lot more, a lot more truck like. And the Unimog's special feature is its left-hand drive, but the pedals and the steering wheel are on a rail, so you can actually convert it to right-hand drive. Oh, that's huh. neat. Or sit in the middle. <laughs> and Unimog's yeah. fuck, so... Well, let's keep it going. John, you have All one right. there? Yeah, this is from Dave Edmonds. Hi, Dave. Dave. Wait, a, wait, 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 wait a minute. Dave Edmonds? Dave, Ed, David yeah. Edmonds. Not the musician. How do you, Not, how do you I know? Knew, I knew the bride and she used to rock and roll. Yes. I bet it is Dave Edmonds. Okay, well, David, actually, but oh well. Okay. Hey, Misfits. Hey. Thank you. Hey. Congrats on the 500 episode. Thank you. You asked for people that have a matched pair of bikes <clears throat> and they're separated at birth. Twin car. That's me. My Royal Enfield Meteor, Meteor is, is a twin for a Honda Fit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Both are great small vehicles, uh, yes. making it in a big vehicle world. Not a, not a ton of features, and they're bloody hell on the body on the freeway, but they're cheap and they're fun. Yeah. I have to add a couple more, though. I'm, I'm looking hard at a Himalayan, which I think is yeah. definitely the twin of an old first-gen Toyota 4Runner. Yeah. Mm. Thanks right. for the show. Here's, yeah. here's to another 500 episodes, Dave. And um, I am going to issue a challenge to Dave and any other Meteor owner. The first person who gets stickers made up for their side panels, that instead of M-E-M-E-O-T-E-R, is M-E-A-T-I-E-R. It becomes a yes. Meteor 350 <laughs> and takes a picture of it. I will send them a prize of meat. Uh, <laughs> a meat prize. Does anyone else have an email that has a, a lost, long-lost twin uh, separated at birth? I you got, got one, one knock? All right, yeah, let's go. Yeah, it's, it's a, little, a little bit later in the email, but this is an email by our friend Ian. Hey, Ian. Hey, Ian. Oh, Ian. yes. Emma, you know who this is. Yeah, oh, this is, uh, yeah. Ian Vanek. Of no, course. No. No, Lindsay. No. Ian Lindsay. Ah, anyways, yeah. we'll, we'll go here. Uh, hey, Miss Smith. Just wanted to say congratulations on the 500th. Thank you. That was a huge accomplishment, not just for the 500th episode, but for 500 episodes that have undoubtedly given people a platform to express themselves through motorcycles and motorcycling. I'm sure there are many like me that I enjoy being part of it all. The podcast brings a camaraderie ship 
to the forefront and allows people to shed their skin and involve themselves in something that they would otherwise may not have access to their communities. Uh, I'm a bit of a loner as well. I live in Florida. We all have plenty of bikes, but I can't buy a hill to save our lives. Uh, I went to the Dolomites tour. Uh, how, do you, how do you say that? Dolomites. Dolomites. That's some more. Oh, ciao. <laughs> You made, you're going to meet Italian Spider-Man. Uh, <laughs> Don't meet this tour. It was a life-changing experience for me. Awesome. That was great. Uh, my writing lifestyle and... Uh, oh, uh, sorry. Changing, life-changing experience for me for my writing lifestyle. And I'm sure I made some uh, life-long uh, friends. Uh, plus, I'm a triumph guy. And uh, having access to British Master Mechanic for 10 bucks a month. <laughs> come on. Yeah. <laughs> can't get, get can't get any better, can it? Uh looking forward to the next hundred episodes. Cheers. Also my bike is a Triumph Daytona six seventy five. Okay. Car equivalent? Toyota Supra. It's a good one, right? Actually. Yeah. Nice. Uh why? It's got all the right lines. I could stare at it all day. Uh it's an acquired taste to get uh, oh, sorry. It's an acquired taste that gets passed for the prestige of Ducati's, BMW's, Mercedes, but it can hold its own performance, looks and quality. Sexy, sleek, uncomfortable. It has a soul, <laughs> a ride that has a purpose, and it isn't for everyone. And uh, congrats uh, from Ian. Thank you. Hmm. Well, I'm, I'm curious, Henry, since you haven't been here for a while, you have a bunch of interesting bikes. Pick one and and tell us what its twin is. Oh God. Stelvio. <laughs> oh. It would probably be the Alfa Romeo Stelvio. <laughs> <laughs> That's too easy. <laughs> That's that, okay. Oh, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I did put him on the spot. Ray Ray, you got an email there to read? I do have an email. My first one. Yay. Yeah, put your glasses on. All right, yeah. <laughs> Sucks to get old. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dear Lisa and Misfits, hey. what a fantastic events show you threw last Saturday for the 500th podcast. Thank you. As a new, uh, by, uh, Jason, by the way, is the hey, Jason. writer. As a newer listener oh, yeah. of the last few years, it was great to hear and see the original gangsters that started it all. <laughs> I'm also glad it didn't suck. As a <laughs> it could have. Yeah, it definitely could have. As I rode 2.5 hours in the rain to see everyone, and I found out that my new Apple Alpine Stars waterproof gloves will fail after getting deluged for one hour. Mm. Mm. Oops. It was great meeting all the other delinquent listeners over some pizza and beer afterwards, and even picked up some new Facebook friends. Nice. That said, has the Misfits thought about some kind of internet group that we could all contribute to and learn about fellow listeners and plan stuff? Mm. This would be something like a Facebook group, website, forum, or Discord. I'm willing hmm. to help create this if this stuff is confusing or you simply don't have the time. Everyone rocks, and thanks for putting this on. I hope something like this happens again soon, and we don't have to wait another nine years. Jason <laughs> from Vacaville. What do you guys think of that? We just have the Recycle Garage uh, Facebook Yeah, page, but I mean, right? it's, it's nice to have more? something personal where people can actually, yeah, you know, say, hey, I'm whoever. Um I think I think it might be quite a good idea. Do we have actually. a forum section on our webpage? Is there something? No, that we I don't have that? a forum on there. Mm. Well, the only problem is you're going to have to have somebody to really monitor it. Oh, I'm well, a volunteer. Yeah. Thank a you, Ray. Moderate. Oh, Ray. <laughs> moderate. Yeah. Great job, Ray. I'll ban everybody. <laughs> Way to step up, buddy. <laughs> um, I I guess uh, I guess yeah, Jason. I, if you want to start something, why not? Right. Well, if you want to be starting something. Then. Well, you could Misfits fan page, Misfits <laughs> listener page. 
I think that'll be it. Misfits listener page. Well, what is this Discord thing? Has anybody well, heard about it's it? It's kind of like a chat uh, room thing. If anybody's what? on Reddit, you could have a sub forum. I don't know. What about, should we just start an OnlyFans? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I think Naked Jim would be best I got for that. plenty of pics of Jim <laughs> to share. It's, it's yeah. all just sure. <laughs> Monetize Jimbo's on there, the price just it's... went from 5 to 25 <laughs> well, I was going to say, Jimbo would cash Jim. millions from that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Jimbo do customs, too. Yeah, my, my regular one's only 20 this one's another five bucks and you get motorcycle advice. All right. Emma, you got one there? I do. And this is from an old friend from JR. Hey, JR. Hey, JR. And yes. hey. hello. We had a great time and Ryan couldn't stop talking about the no. weekend. Yay. So Ryan, um, Ryan yeah, was yeah. the 13-year-old granddaughter of JR. Yeah. And they rode together on a... This yeah. is the picture I got of her. <laughs> oh also in the, in the Gimp mask. In the Gimp mask. Said, I'm oh just going to save this just in case. First post on the Facebook group. <laughs> yeah. Um, today, when we changed my rear tire, I wasn't sure of the torque specs. Emma said she believed it was 25 pounds. I thought it was a bit light, but it would get me home, which indeed it did. I told her I would let her know when I got home, and it was 45. <laughs> I really Ooh. want to thank you all for the hospitality. Well, no, hang on. Oh. Because f um, it's far more important that if you were to over-tighten it, you could really cause some damage. Mm -hmm. um, mm. There's a nut's not going to come apart at twenty-five foot pounds, but it might not have lasted ten thousand miles right. for the mm. next tire change. So, mm. no, I stand by it. You know, um, what is it like an axle hub? Then? No, it's or? like a car wheel. Uh, yeah. So yeah. you know, it's a single-sided swing arm, and you've got yeah. five lug nuts, and you clack, uh, clack, 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 clack. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd I'd far rather undertalk something than overtalk. Because when you start overtalking, you start stretching bolts. Bolts get sheared. Yeah. Um, aluminium gets hubs. spider cracks. Hubs get distorted. Yeah. You know, it's a mess. Yeah. Um, so, but he clearly got home safely. Cool. And um, yeah, Ryan had quite a good time. And the only time, I mean, me and Liza generally agree on most things, but I was absolutely adamant. That Liza was hollering for a naked ride on Westcliff Drive yeah, on, on the sun on Sunday. People on Sunday, when ride. the sun was shining, <laughs> and insisted that Ryan took part, and I said, "Liza, that's not true." Well, or uh, that's not true at all. Well, I know, but Ryan was there. I know, and I said I would take care of her. But nevertheless, I said, "Now look, we have a thirteen-year-old child." Whose guardian is elsewhere? Yeah, we're not gonna do. It. And we also <laughs> had a, put on a gimp we mask. also had a gimp, <laughs> gimp mask with zippered closed it's eyes. Of course, I could. Uh, yeah, I was just gonna put her in the gimp mask. Well, it's 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 oh, it's selective torture. <laughs> yeah, you could have just put God. her in the gimp mask and zip it shut everything, and then Problem she wouldn't have solved. Yeah, exactly. Or put it on back to front. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Anyway, this was, they had fun, and we had we had fun with them too. Right. Exactly. I'm glad he brought her. Yeah. So am I. All right, Charlie, you got one there to read. Charlie, yeah, I have the same email from David Edmonds that John wrote. Read. Oh, is it the same one? Yeah. Did you <laughs> want to reread it? Yeah, I can. Is it? Is it? <laughs> hey, Misfits! Congrats on 500 episodes. You asked for people that have matched pairs bikes and their. Separated at birth twin car. That's me, my Royal Enfield Meteor. Okay, you can stop. <laughs> Thank right, you. All right. <laughs> all right get Wait, 
Doc, did I give one to you? Yeah, I read it. You one. read it. All right, Jim. All right. Uh, here's a good one from uh, Utah Matt. Yeah. Hey, uh, hey, Matt. Yeah. Uh, hey there, Liza yeah, and various assorted. <laughs> uh, various assorted misfits. <laughs> this is Utah Matt writing in to thank you for a great 500th podcast weekend. Between Charlie leading on a spirited ride in the hills and scoring a great Sammy at Corlito Sausage to ride in the coast and playing at the boardwalk with everybody, the weekend was a blast. Then there was the podcast. Utterly disappointing. No, I'm kidding. Uh, then there was the podcast. It was really cool to see the misfits from far and near gather to celebrate moments in the garage over the last nine plus years. Now I've got to call BS on the whole Sunny Santa Cruz <laughs> shtick. Of course, nature had its own plans, but the jackassery couldn't be stopped. At least I didn't travel all the way from uh, Cleveland, hoping uh, away from Cleveland, hoping for a sunny reprieve. Um, and as I ran home, I couldn't stop thinking about the great weekend and friends made. I was equally happy when I woke up at home the next day to four inches of fresh snow on the roads. Ooh. So I made it home just in time. So to make a short story long, this was a great weekend and another example of how motorcycles and the garage bring misfits together and strengthen our riding community. Cheers and here's to more misfit moments and curvy roads. You've all got a bed to stay in and a bike to ride if you stop by. Thanks from Utah, Matt, and a picture of frozen roads. Aww. So anyway, yeah, thanks, Matt. Nice to meet you Matt. Yeah, he's cool, dude. He's a good egg. All right, let's he's go. He's a good uh, egg. Let's go. Let's, I'm going to save you, Craig. Henry, you have one there? Yes, I have one from Christopher. Hello, misfits. I Hello, Christopher. Hello, Christopher. I'm just finishing up on my first on my first full build, a Yamaha 600 Spatial that oh, yeah. now is a nice-looking cafe that will... Okay. That it will be going to my son, James. Huh. This will be his first bike other than the 125 that we ride. This bike took over three years to build. Wow. Because I have bad ADHD, I would, do, <laughs> I would do one thing and then redo it and then do that and then redo that. Yep. Then going back and looking over, over the bike over and over, well, this week she finally will be going, going to get a safety inspection and... And all the while, I will have you guys playing in the background. You Aww. guys rock and made the time pass. Just wanted to thank you guys and Emma. So envious of your knowledge and motorcycle, of your knowledge and motorcycles. It's insane. All the best from Christopher in Philadelphia. Oh, oh nice. lovely, Christopher. Don't take oh, it apart sweet. again. Don't take it apart again. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> and then this last one, um, Craig, you know the, the routine. Uh, you have to read it in the accent of the person who wrote it. Okay. Luciano Santa Rosa. <laughs> oh, Luciano. Luciano. <laughs> Good day from Oz. I recently heard your lengthy analysis of the humble CT series of motorcycles ah. and thought I could contribute to the flood of information regarding Gross. this beastie. I've spent 25 years riding the CT 110 and the NOZ. NCX 110 as a postal delivery right. officer. The postie bike. AKA postie. Nice. <laughs> Australia Post has a long history of mechanized delivery options from the humble single he gear bicycle. Nice <laughs> <laughs> from the Irish. He does pretty immigrant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is he Italian? Is he Australian? What is he? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, this guy gets around. <laughs> we are international people here. <laughs> to, <laughs> to now electric tricycle thingies. Before the CT was employed. Oh, he's German now. <laughs> 
Oi! Oi! Oi, wake up! There's soup on the Barbie. Oi! He's lost it. Before the CT was employed. Post tried Vespas but found them fragile and unreliable. Ooh, what? Shot fired! Shot fired! <laughs> the CT110 was based on the Farm Model 90cc high low range four speed gearbox and no clutch lever, bored out of a one nine, 109 cc single f- four speed. <laughs> Big bags in a top box behind the seat. This powerhouse serviced millions of people for decades in all the weathers and road conditions. Its successor is a sleeve down to 108cc version of the Super Cub. I have to say, the Super Cub is both bad and good. Mm. Ooh, an enigma. <laughs> like the suspense. I know. 12 volt electrics are good. CT was 6 volt. Fuel injection is good, mostly. CT had the carby, no real problem with it. Fuel quality has to be near perfect for the cub, or else she no go. <laughs> Wait, where are we at now? He's Mexican now. <laughs> oh, gosh. She no go. No go, you. CT will run on the smell of an oily rag. Cub final drive chain is fully enclosed. Don't lose the inspection hole bong. <laughs> or the lightweight bicycle chain will wear out very fast. Mm. Side, span, side stand springs would just disappear on the cub. Mm. Finally, the cam chain system on the cub would need replacing or renewal about 25,000 kilometers. Never had a problem with the CT. Did he just become Dracula? Dracula. <laughs> I'm going to suck your blood. Thanks for a great Settle podcast. Down. Keep them rubber side down and hang out in the twisties. <laughs> Regards, Luciano. P.S. Check out Posty Bikes Australia on the web. I love all good doing right now. Luciano. So here's something, um, and I'm sure you know about this. (laughs) You know about the Posty Bike Challenge. Oh, absolutely. So, do you know about this, Raymond? You might be into this. So there's a thing, uh, the Posty Bike Challenge. It's been happening since 2002. So Posty Bikes are these little CT bikes that um, once they're retired, they go go off to to auction. They're they're everywhere. So these people have started a thing called the Posty Bike Challenge in Australia, where for the price of, let's see, uh, it's about a little less than Mm. $6,000. 60 people enter, and they give you a bike. They give you um, a mechanic workshop every night to fix things. <laughs> um, That's part of the program. You get meals. It's a 10-day adventure. You get a luggage truck, uh, first aid staff, and they take you on a long-distance tour across Australia Ooh, on cool. posty bikes. Isn't it like 3,000 miles? Yeah. Oh, yeah. huge. Okay, so 3,500 kilometers. Yeah. All right, so if the oh wildlife God. in Australia doesn't kill you first, riding the posty bikes <laughs> should, right? Like, I'm, I'm super down with it. And, and they say it's all-inclusive. You turn up with your luggage on day one, and they look after the rest. That's awesome. And man. it looks like it's happening this in 2023. Um, they're going from Brisbane to Darwin via Hell's oh, Gate. Wow. Okay, that's awesome. Uh, September 2nd through 13th of 2023. 
the Posty Bike Challenge. Well, that's springtime. That's springtime. Mm-hmm. These are just little, yep. like, 125s or something. Yeah, and riding on, I mean, there's some gnarly gnarly roads and stuff. They're showing, like, snow on the side of the yeah. road and dirt roads. It looks yeah. like they raise money for charity. There's and a whole list of charities money, that they exactly. uh, raise money for, like, good stuff. Yeah, postybikechallenge.org, which it's it's a thing. It's a cool thing. From Brisbane to where now, Darwin? Yeah, uh, via Hell's Gate, did it say? Right. Yeah, uh, yeah, via Hell's Gate. You know, Australia... Um, I mean, really, is the biggest island on the globe. Yeah. And it's unique in many, many ways. I've been a couple of times many, many years ago, and it's nowhere near anything. Huge Japanese influence. If you go to any of the cities, all the big malls are owned by Japanese companies. Um, And they throw out all the stops. I mean, I was at this mall in um, Melbourne. It was owned by Seiko. And they had this just amazing clock, which stood about 50 feet tall. And the whole, you know, on the hour, the whole front of the clock had opened up and figures had come out and do various things. And, um, but they looked for unique challenges to problems. And delivering yeah. the mail was a unique problem. Mm-hmm. So hence they come up with this bike that's unique for that job. And incredibly successful at it. And so, of course, now they're, they're plentiful. Yeah. Because they do get retired out like all government vehicles. But to all intents and purposes, yeah, they gave super sterling service. Um, yeah, that's something and, we need to cover. But uh, maybe we need to send Raymond there and, and he can come back and give a report. Maybe we yeah, need to. Yeah, let's Raymond do 3,000 miles, kilometers <laughs> on a CT90 no. or 110, whatever it is. I think we're going to have some upgraded suspension. <laughs> no, we need to send Craig there to work on the accent. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna get stabbed. <laughs> you making fun well, of me? It's a knife. <laughs> oh my word! Well, um, I wanted to thank everyone for sending in emails. Keep them coming, please. Oh yeah, love them. I'd like to hear more of the separated birth. I want to hear what people's you know bikes and cars twins are. Feed I, th- me I think that every bike has a twin. For instance, I'm just gonna say I'm looking at the uh, Easy Rider. Mm, chopper. chopper. Oh. What do you guys think would be its twin? Mm, I don't know. Mm. Easy yeah, Rider I mean, Chopper, the, something like a tea bucket. Me- mechanically, the bike yeah. or the cultural identity? I'm of thinking like a both. I'm thinking like low rider, a Batmobile. Well, it's got to be America. And well, no, it's America. Kind of a hot rod. Yeah, it's, it's like a hot rod so tea hot bucket rod. with like yeah. a supercharged V8 in it. <gasps> I got yeah. it. I got it. Greased lightning. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) What's my XR? Uh, Your XR650? Yeah. Land Rover. Land Rover? Uh, I was thinking a Subaru WRX or something. It's like like the Hello Kitty High Ace. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. I want the tiny wheels. Hell yeah. (laughs) Tiny wheels with mutters. Uh, that's a shout out to Phil, um, which brings me around. I wanted to give a big thanks uh, to everyone who came out um, to our 500th uh, and to John for helping do the sound, Charlie yeah, and everyone, Henry, we, everyone who came we appreciate helped that so set much. up, um, but especially to Phil, who was our special guest because he is one of us as well. But I also yeah. 
have to give a big thanks to our friends at Law Tigers. Rawr. 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 They're great. Rawr. Wow, really? Rawr. You're still on that, huh? Yeah. Uh, no, they, they, help, they help pay for the theater. It's a big expense. So oh, shit. They help. Well, thank you, Law Tigers. <laughs> Rawr. <laughs> this be Law Tigers. Uh. <laughs> Oh, but thankfully oh, we didn't have any accidents, so no one needed to call Law Tigers. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. it would have been the first call. We could change that. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, Phil. Phil was great. He was. Uh, he had a lot of fun. I told him he was a perfect tool all weekend. I just put him where I wanted people to go, and they went. He's a tool. And he entertained people. He was a trooper, except for the part. Was it Sunday where he disappeared for a couple hours? He had to take a nap. We wore him out. <laughs> yeah, oh, he, he was like, <laughs> he seemed relieved to arrive and relieved to leave at the same time. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Um, yeah, and and Matt and Jim and Charlie for taking people on rides. I mean, um, the 500th celebration was no different than the podcast every week. It's not just me putting it on. I kind of coordinate stuff and create stuff, but I rely on all the people to help make this happen. And then for all the listeners to to we, enjoy it. Yeah, and you. if you come any weekend, you're going to get an identical experience. <laughs> <laughs> we love you Pretty too, much. Liza. Uh, well, no, so yeah, a big thanks to, to everyone. It, it was a, a great event. Um, I think that we're ready to go. Did anyone have any last announcements? Go take more classes. Thanks, Law Tiger. I'm a sick chick, so ride it now, bro. Oh. <laughs> Can I get a who uh, yeah? Who uh, yeah? Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm guessing we're going to get updates on Bagel's new scooter as it gets pieced back to Oh, the I, I have yeah, a yeah. question for you, Bagel, which you didn't yes, really sir. specify. Is yes. that a brand new bike that has not been ridden and been cannibalized, or has it done any miles? It, it 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 has done some miles. There's a little bit of splash underneath, but not a lot. The odometer's um, gone, this, so it's hard to know. Well, yeah, the speedometer's gone, so I have no idea how many miles. I, I really wish I still had it. But I'm, probably and I'm hoping sub five hundred miles. Oh, I would think so. Yeah, this was wow. an exhibition model, and it was probably driven around to shows and let people test take test rides on it and stuff and that was about it and then it was probably stashed at the factory for years after that and eventually it ended up at uh san francisco scooter center what's your plans for it well i am i would like to restore it back to its former glory um (gasps) that would make a good bieber bieber bike oh no (laughs) god no No, this is going to be a challenge because this is a pre-production bike, and it has, it had very unique parts on here. Like, for example, the the left rear turn signal that is on here um, has no markings on the lens whatsoever. Mm. But but the right side cowl was missing. This is a this is a, a uh, from a from a different uh, Bajaj that's on there right now, and it. Um, so I I would like to see if I might be able to still find that turn signal that's out there somewhere that had been taken off of this bike and you know replaced somebody else's uh, on somebody else's bike that had gotten broken. Well, this would be an ideal forum for you to actually put that out there. If you have parts at home yeah. for a bizarre Chitak, the first bizarre. So he's probably got San Francisco with the entire box in his closet right so, now. So Emma, would you say that he's on the hunt or in the hunt? Ooh, <laughs> he's, he's he's in the hunt now. <laughs> I'm deep in the hunt, <laughs> like right. the wolf. 
Well, um, it's, I hope it's not raining too bad. I know some of you still have to ride home. So thank Ooh, you, yeah. everybody, safe. for coming out, participating, getting us to 500. Yeah. Whew, we're on the backside. Now it's just a downhill slide from yeah. there. <laughs> it's over <laughs> <in> literally. <laughs> Basically. All right. Thank you, everybody. All right. So this will be fun. We'll figure this out. Um, thanks, everybody. This is Liza. Ray Ray. Stubby John. Emma Darling. Charlie. Mr. Bing Bong himself. Look at Jim, son. Craig. Henry. You need a nickname. Bagel. Matt. And we are out of here. Cool. cool. cool.